You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance What up, what up, Real Coach JB here, man, another Slapdick Podcast uh, coming at you, all my YouTubers out there. Of course, we have the great Brandon Lang on tonight for our Friday or for our, this morning for our Friday Pick 'em Quick segment. We got a pissed off Brandon Lang, everybody. So you YouTubers are watching, you better go on BrandonLang.com this week because he's probably going to be a little extra focused after the debacle last night. I didn't get to see it. I was dealing with my slapdick whiskey in San Diego, Cali. But uh, Brandon, let us know what the fuck pissed you off. Well, first of all, somebody better call 911 and have Brian Hoyer of the Patriots arrested because that motherfucker's stealing money. That motherfucker should be in Compton running a car wash. One of the guys, when the car pulls out, and he's the one that drives it down and vacuums that motherfucker. I mean, listen, you've been in the league for 79 years. You've been a career backup. You come off the fucking pine, and what do you do? You know inside the 10-yard line with no timeouts, you get rid of that ball and don't take a sack. Well, Hoyer took a sack. Gets better. Then they're down inside the 10 yard in the third quarter, and he holds it in the pockets for seven days, 24, 23 hours, and 17 minutes. Strip sack fumble. So two trips inside the 10 yard line come away with zero points. And if you have the Patriots plus 10.5, as I did, and they lose by 16, those two field goals probably would have helped a little bit. So, seriously, call 911, send them to Foxborough, Massachusetts right now and get that motherfucker arrested and thrown in jail and let the brothers deal with him for a couple of weeks. This bitch. Now, let's get to Thursday night. I say there's three things, you, four things you can't handicap. Penalties, turnovers, coaching stupidity, and player stupidity. And when it comes to penalties, Bears, Bucks last night, fucking Troy Aikman and Joe Buck didn't pounce on it. They kind of brushed it aside. Like you do when you first go into a strip bar and the stripper's like nagging you, you kind of just brush her aside. That's kind of what happened here. So just bear with me. 412 to go in the first half. The Bears got a third and 12 on their own 32 yard line. Bucks are complete control of the game, 13 nothing, and it looks like they're going to get the ball back because there's no way the Bears are converting this third and 12. Then you have the right tackle for the Bears completely go back, come out of his stance and go back. And then the Bucks come in the neutral zone. Well, now it's going to be third and 17 with 4-11 to go, and the Bucks are going to get the ball back. They've been moving the ball all night long. Worst-case scenario, pick up two first downs, punt the ball away, and the half ends 13 nothing. Best-case scenario, Brady drives and down, kicks the field goal, and it's 16 nothing. The replay clearly shows the right tackle move first before the defense came in the neutral zone. But no, these mother seven guys in black and white outfits got together and decided it was a neutral zone infraction. Now watch happen. You miss that call. You ignite the third and seven for the Bears. They pick up the first down. They go down and score. Then they get a turnover, and they score again. And what should have been a 13-0, half turns out to be a 14-13 Bears lead at the half all because the officials missed that call. 
man, they're lucky I didn't catch a plane flight to Chicago and find out where these motherfuckers were and take aluminum bat out of my trunk. I mean, unbelievable. And I tell people all the time, you'll watch a game with me and there'll be a call somewhere in the second quarter. And I'm like, that's going to cost me. That's going to cost me the cover. I had it with Hoyer at the end of the first half of the Patriot game Monday night when they fumbled and didn't get a field goal to make it 6-6. I go, that's going to cost me. That's going to cost me the cover. Oh, we got the whole second half. No, it's going to cost me. It did. That blown call by the officials, I turned the TV off. I said, it's done. Yeah, they ain't going to cover. You watch. They didn't. Fuck. Fuck. So let me ask you. So there you go. It's, it's, I got... For everybody, before we rant on, uh, quote of the day, I got to make one. This is just is right up mine and uh, Brandon's uh, alley. And that's my own quote, by the way. To make an impact while earning an income is my definition of hustling. Um, is Chicago extremely fucking lucky or do they are they, are they do they got a little gall to them or or are? Just being in these games, or you think it's just a total fucking uh, implode waiting to happen with Foles? And, uh, you know, I, obviously he's better off the bench, but um, he got that one. He owns Brady, apparently. So I, I don't know about the Chicago team. They're a really fucking weird team this year to, for me. They're lucky. That's it. <laughs> they're, the, they're the worst four one football team I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Should have lost to Detroit. Had no right beating Detroit. No right beating Atlanta. They had no right beating the Giants. Giants fumbled on their own 20 through a turnover in the red zone, struggled to beat the Giants 17-13, and then they're gifted the game last night by the officials. So um, I'll go on record. Listen, bottom line, there's some cosmic force in the universe (laughs) that if I, and I'll say this right now before we get to the games, there's a cosmic force in the universe. It's going back to Rex Grossman, who now runs like a nursing home project down in Florida which is where he should be because that motherfucker cost me more money than anybody. But there's a cosmic force in the universe. And if I use the Bears as a best bet at BrandonLang.com, because our business model is each of my nine handicappers, we release one best bet a day. It's about quality, not quantity. If I, if I narrow the board down and that becomes the best bet on the website, the Bears will not cover. If I go against the Bears and use the team that's playing them, they'll cover. So on my deathbed, 40 years from now, because I'm going to live to be probably 97. That's the dream that I had. So on my deathbed, God can come to me. And I'll still be handicapping games at 97 years old. You better believe that. So my God comes to me, sets right on the edge of my left bed, brings me a lemonade. We're having lemonade together. It's about one day before I pass. And the Bears are playing. And God says, before I take you to heaven, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to let you win a game by using the Bears as a best bet. I would look right at the holy God and say, Lord, I don't even trust you because they'll figure out a way to screw you and me. So this yeah. Hot tub time Fuck machine. The uh, Fuck the Bears. <laughs> Fuck the Bears. Right. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> hey are you going to still have a porn star fucking Asian girl that's 30 years younger than you at 97? Well, my wife's only 10 years younger than me. Oh, but she looks good. I, I don't think I'll ever catch in my wife for a for another another Asian. She's a good woman, man. She's lucky. a real good woman. Hey, lucky. She and she hates the Bears too, so we're good. The Bears. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, Brandon. Uh busy man. Uh is is COVID fucking up this thing for you? Because I mean it's just starting to get old um for me. But Carolina at Atlanta. Right now, um, I'll let everybody know. Right now, these ga- this game is expected to be played. It's a one o'clock game um, on the west on the oh, east coast. Oh my. Did you? What was our game again last week? We didn't pick one, man. 
I had texted you during I the week, but I, we didn't fucking pick one. So, uh, oh, okay. We got to pick right, one, we'll this find one this week. All right. Carolina All right. at Atlanta, minus three and a half Atlanta. Uh, I'll tell you, Bridgewater does is win games. All he does is, is, is win games and, and keep his team close. I mean, they go down to, to L.A. And, and, and beat the Chargers. They come back home, take care of business. Just can't go against Teddy Bridgewater right now. Like what Matt Rule's doing with this football team. Two teams head in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta. I think Dan Quinn's lost his football team. It's only a matter of if the axe falls on him, like Bill O'Brien. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Carolina plus the points. Okay, Buffalo, Tennessee. We don't know uh, what's going on with that. I mean, fuck. I don't see how Buffalo's. Well, I, I do see, but they're, they're on here it's minus eight and a half for Buffalo. But that's a game scheduled for Tuesday as of right now. We don't know if that's going to happen. Um, Want to leave that alone? Yeah, we don't. You got. I mean, Probably Tennessee has a practice. How are they going to play? I mean, how are they going to fucking right, play an NFL game? <laughs> they haven't practiced, and, you know, half the team's got COVID, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, Vegas Raiders at KC. KC minus 11 and a half. I think that's a daunting one. I think they're going to have a letdown after New England game. To my, They think they'll win the game. I just think they're, uh, I don't know, about 11 and a half. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I think with Vegas, you have to leave them alone right now because they are so banged up yeah that you don't even know who john who chucky's going to start in the offensive line you don't right. know waller's banged up i think it's just a game you stay away from until vegas gets healthy okay uh denver at new england is now moved to monday night so another monday night game for the pats favored by 10 and a half i, don't know. I will just say this if cam newton plays you play denver if it's Brian Hoyer or Jared Stedman, you know what those two motherfuckers should be doing? They should, when you go into a nice nightclub and you roll into the bathroom and the dude's got the perfumes and the napkins and the, and, and the hand gum, soap. And the gum. That's where, that's where Brian, the gum. That's where Brian Hoyer and Jared Stedman need to, need to go to work and earn their money instead of I, fucking I'm, stealing money. I'm just telling you, I would have got points at 44 in that game before half. Um and more, I would have got points. Fucking unbelievable what an NFL quarterback did in that situation. Not only that, Listen, out of the he, second half, he fucking did the same thing. So neither one, neither one. They think Jared Stedman's the answer. Neither one of those motherfuckers can play dead in the Western. Okay, so yeah. get him in the bathroom valet. Get him in the bathroom valet quick. Yeah, clean up that shit. They're both stiff as a porn dick, man. Uh, Arizona. At the Jets is now a questionable game. Obviously, may not play. So, obviously, <laughs> leave that one alone. Philly at Pitt. I know Roethlisberger's pissed about Tennessee not playing. And check. I know, full, I, I don't know, for all you listeners, the NFL works like this. Obviously, having experience and getting checks in the NFL. If you don't play the game by whatever reason, you don't get paid. Both parties. So, just so we're clear. Everybody's pissed at the Tennessee Titans right now in the NFL. So that's why they're probably mandating them to play on Tuesday. So it'll be like a fucking pickup game in a turkey bowl in Compton. So just so everybody knows, that's what the fucking season's going to look like. But I think Pittsburgh's pissed, and they got a Philly team coming in off, off a high, off a Niners team, and I think Philly looks like Philly again. That's my personal opinion. Brandon? I like Carson Wentz plus the seven and a half over Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh wins the game, but Philadelphia covers the number. Philly's great as a big dog. They suck as a favorite, but yeah. they're great. When you give you give them points, Doug Peterson's a feisty dog. So I'm going to take, you know, this is kind of an interstate battle too. So I'm going to mm-hmm. take Philadelphia plus the point. Good point. Um, Rams minus nine and a half at a Washington team that's just 
just took rid of, just got rid of Haskins. Um, going with a coach's favorite, obviously, who he brought from Carolina, Kyle Allen. Um, I don't know where that's this team is headed right now. The no names, but what do you think? I'll tell you where they're heading. Within three weeks, Alex Smith's going to be your starting quarterback. <laughs> no shit. With one leg. No shit. That, I've been, I've been telling that, people. And, and that, that's one of the most incredible stories you will ever see in your entire life. My professional in career. E60, yeah. Yep. E60. Find it. Watch it. Yep. It's one hour about how he almost not only lost his leg, he almost lost his life. Died, yeah. And they reconstructed his leg. And to come back from that, um, He's, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the season's over. I stayed away from this game only from the standpoint. I don't like it when teams make coaching changes, or and I don't like it when they make quarterback changes. Right. So I like to see a game first before I decide what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, Cincy Baltimore. I, I think Cincy's going to cover this. Uh, I think that uh, Burrow has some confidence. I think Baltimore coming off that Washington win last week after the blowout to KC. Uh, Baltimore minus 13 and a half um, against a Cincy team. I agree. I agree. I, I think this is inflated number. Double-digit divisional dog. I mean, there's always value in a double-digit divisional dog. I've said it for years, and and uh, this is just a good spot. One thing about this team is, is they battle Cincinnati, and they battle hard. And I think they've covered seven of their last nine as an underdog. That's pretty good value right there. I'm going to take them plus points. Okay. Uh Jacksonville at Houston, uh, like you just said, Braille O'Brien's gone. Uh, they got another fucking Billichek. They trade out one Billichek for another, um, who also has not been successful as a head coach. Um, I, I don't know. This is a tough one for me because of who they're playing, but Jacksonville at Houston, minus six and a half, Houston. Well, if there's one team that Houston's going to get their swag back against, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've won four straight in the series, 10 and two, their last 12 straight up. And they've covered seven of the last 11. Listen, if you can't stay within seven points, of, can't see you stay within seven points of Houston. Right. No. Jay Watt got Bill O'Brien out of Dodge. <laughs> they have what they want now. Now it's time to show up, put up and shut up. I think Houston does. If I played it, I'd play Houston. You play Houston. Okay, good deal. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. That is the exception to your coaching rule. I, I agree with you. Um, but I think that team wanted him out so bad that they're going to ball. So uh, Miami at Frisco, Frisco minus eight and a half. I'm going to take Miami. If you can't cover the eight number against Philadelphia, right. I don't think you're going to cover it against Miami with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Carson Wentz had a pretty good day. I think, I think the bearded wonder yeah. is going to have a pretty good day. I, I believe Nick Mullen um, is not going to outplay. Mm-hmm. Um, just not going to outplay um, our boy Fitzpatrick in this one. So give me give me Miami plus points. Indy at Cleveland, point five, A half a point. Yeah, this is a tough game. This is a real tough game. But for me, I like what I saw with Cleveland last week. They got a uh, – the way they looked, 307 yards rushing at Dallas, yeah, unbelievable. It's their ability to run the football. I get the fact that Indianapolis has the number one overall defense. They ain't played nobody. Um, I think this is, and we all remember, Indianapolis did wet the bed at Jacksonville, yeah. first game of the year. And uh, Minshew had a pretty good second half. 
I like what I'm seeing. I like the swag of the Browns right now. I'm going to take Cleveland plus the one and a half. Okay. Um, Giants at Dallas. I mean, is this the is this the shit bowl, toilet bowl of the week? I don't know. No, minus nine and a half, Dallas. Yeah, it is because it's it's conflicting trends. And when I get conflicting trends, I like to just stay away from the game. Okay. Um, Dallas has won and covered the last six meetings versus New York. But the G-men, having just covered the number against the Rams yeah. and at the Bears, are 11-3 and three of their last 14 as a road dog. So I think both teams are going to score some points. I would play over the post total, but uh, it's a stay away from game for me when it comes to the side. Okay. Minnesota at Seattle. Seattle minus 7.5. I like the Vikings here. They showed me something last week uh, at Houston. You're giving me 7.5, 8 points, way too many points against the Seattle defense. Can't stop nobody. Um they're literally one play away from not covering against the Patriots, one play away from not covering against the Cowboys, one play away from not covering against the Dolphins. I mean, this team just, just keeps getting it done barely. Minnesota's fighting for their season. I like them, plus the points. Okay. Um, do you want to make that our pick? Every, of course. Every, you like fucking, every, you every fucking Seattle, week, every Seattle, man. I mean, it's just working out that okay. way. I, I mean, uh, all right, that's our pick. <laughs> You're going to fucking call 911 if I win that one again. You're going to be fucking no way. livid on Seattle. Chargers at New I'm gonna Orleans. Come on you. <laughs> I'm going to come on your show next week and say, you like that? You like that? You like that, Kirk Cousins? You like that? Um, hey, I'm 2-0, and by the way, out. fans out there. It's JB 2-0, and uh, number one handicapper, 0-2. Oh. Uh, now I'm shitty against everybody else, but fucking goddamn it, it ain't bragging if it's true. So Chargers at New Orleans minus seven and a half. New Orleans, I like Chargers. I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that. It ain't bragging if it's true. I like that. You should use that because that actually, actually fits. I your, actually got a new swag, man. I got a new swag that fits your. Yo, bro, it ain't bragging if it's true. Oh my god, I like that. That's I'm going to use that. That's that's going right to the top of the charts, bro. <laughs> So, um, I don't know what I'm doing with this game yet. Um, line seven and a half could go to eight, could go to seven, might buy down to six and a half. I'm going to see what that line does over the weekend. Um, okay. Um, get into a little bit of college and get you out of here. I know you're swamped. Uh, let's see. I got a uh, Florida and a Texas A&M team who fucked me because I bet up nine game parlay last week for 150 grand. And I've won eight games, bro. I picked fucking Tulsa out. Oh, right. I picked, I swear to God, I show you, I saved it. It's on Bet Online. I saved my picks. I fucking picked Tulsa. I picked fucking Ole Miss outright. I picked fucking, I won every game, bro. And I lose AM seven, 17 and a half. And they get fucking drummed by 30. You know, it's like, you fucks. Wow, you took them over Bama. I, I, I just, told you. yeah. I mean, I, I I had to to get that money. You know what I mean? It was just a, it was one of those gamble get days, and I took a bunch of fucking di- dogs. I mean, uh, you know, fuck, the only game I won that was favored, I think, was K State, uh, Texas Tech. So, um, fuck, man, I would I was a happy motherfucker. I was right, man. I was running around my dick hard all fucking morning, and this fucking A and M fucks me. So, I would go with Florida. I think Florida's the right side of the game. I, I think Jimbo's got some issues with Kelly Mond. Um, 
Ike's regressed rather than progressed. Right. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying Kelly Mond's going to end up at last chance you, but the way he's playing, he may be at no you. So um, Ike Florida's right side of the game. Vatek is interesting at a up and coming North Carolina team. Yeah, Mac Brown five and zero straight up four and one against the spread. His last five since 2019. However, they've lost the last four straight up in this series. Though this was the six overtime game last season, and Fuente four and zero as a dog with the Hokies in 2019. I like Virginia Tech plus points. Wow. Okay, Mizzou at LSU. Well, shrimp gumbo. Shrimp pan fried got him playing last week. I'll tell you that much right now. Them boys, them boys got it going. Um, but you, you look at this Missouri team backdoor cover against Alabama. It's a pretty big number for for shrimp gumbo going after twenty and a half. I think Missouri goes in here and plays them a little closer. I'm going to take Missouri plus the points. Wow. Okay. Um, this game to me just means it's a, it's a true definition of a fucking JV football game. Not only are they playing game four of the season, uh, it's a meaningless game now with both teams. I think pretty very pretty much shitty. Like you say, uh, Texas at Old Oklahoma, the old Red River rivalry. Uh, to me, it's not going to have any type of fucking pizzazz. So, is this a game worth picking or? I'll just tell you the numbers say Texas has covered six in a row. So mm-hmm. Texas has covered the last six. Tom Herman, head coach of, of Texas, has covered all three uh, meetings versus Oklahoma. And uh, I think he's won one of those outright. They got a backdoor touchdown with 20-something seconds to go to cover last year. If you go back to when he was the offensive coordinator for Urban Meyer winning national championships at Ohio State, they were an underdog. Tom Herbin and Urban Meyer were an underdog three times. They won and covered all three. And then Houston and Texas, he's been an underdog 20 times. He is 16-4, and four, added up 19-4 and four mm. as a head coach, coordinator, um, as an underdog, Tom Herman, plus two and a half. Mm. Too bad covering uh, won't keep his fucking job um, past this year. Uh, Tennessee at Georgia. Upcoming Tennessee team, Jeremy Pruitt, good dude, good friend of mine. Uh, I like them in this one, um, but uh, what do you got? Me too. Yeah. This team's got an eight-game winning streak going back to last year. The last two games, they're eight and two against the spread. Um, that's making money. They've covered five straight as an underdog for Mr. Jeremy Pruitt and Georgia one and five. Their last six Ooh. is a home favorite. Shit. I like Tennessee in this one. Bama at Ole Miss, another good friend of mine. Both Coach Sarkeesian at Alabama OC against Elaine Kiffin, another friend of mine uh, whose book is right behind me. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, former uh, coaching uh, partners, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, Bama at Ole Miss, number two Bama. Hard for me to pass up. This big an underdog, 24-point home underdog. That means Bama's got to be up more than 31 at some point in the game to, to, to not sweat a backdoor. I'm going to take Ole Miss plus the 24. 
Ooh, that's what I thought about last week, man. I took A&M's fucking asses. Jimbo Fisher overpaid fuck. Mississippi State at Kentucky. Bounce back for Leach or does Stoops get going? I think Kentucky, I told people before, everybody was hyping them up. I didn't see it. Uh, I don't. I think Mississippi drags them. Um, I think Leach prepares well after a loss to an Arkansas team who I think is going to be better than everyone thinks. Um, what do you got? Yeah, I want I want to lean towards Mississippi State's way. I just know the home team has won and covered the last five meetings between these two. So tread lightly if you like Mississippi State. Okay. Um, and everybody's pick wants to know Brandon Ling what they want. They're all asking me Miami at Clemson. Mm. <laughs> I think the U is back. Really? The only thing that scares me, yeah, the only thing that scares me about this game is the last two times they've met, Clemson has won by a combined score of ninety-six to three. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how far has the U gotten right. back? Now, right. Clemson, Clemson hasn't covered one game this year so far, so this is the week they step up and play. I still would lean toward the Canes plus the fourteen and a half. Mm-hmm. Only because that's a pretty good UAB team they beat. They just blew the doors off Florida State. And and they beat a, a, a pretty good Louisville team that's got some talent. So mm-hmm. um, I think they and, – and here's the key. There's no fans. Right. So that that in itself is worth, for some place like Clemson, seven points. So I lean towards Miami because I'm buying into the hype that – the U is back. Okay. Um, I think Clemson shows them that they are still big brother um, and blows them out. I think Miami's uh, okay. I think Miami's back for their, I don't think they're back until they can really prove it year in and year out again. And I think college football is better with a good Miami team, a good Florida state team, a good USC team, a good Michigan team. And I just, a good Nebraska team. And we haven't had it in fucking forever. It seems like who you got Lakers at, uh, which would be at Miami for a game five tonight. Um, obviously it's in Orlando bubble. Uh, did they wrap it up tonight? You know, if you'd have taken a thousand dollars, and bet the Heat to cover the spread in every single playoff game this year. You'd have over ten grand. Fuck. Ten grand. Mm. They have had the best run against the spread. They didn't cover game one. Right. They covered game two. They covered game three. And Tyler Hero hit a three at the buzzer to cover game four. There's no quit in this team. Now, gun to my head, I feel like the Lakers are gonna blow them out, but. <laughs> This team, this team doesn't quit, man. No, they this don't. Team quit. Lakers win the game. Yeah. Lakers win the game. Yeah. The series is over. But it just, I get the feeling it's going to be just like game four. The Heat got the ball, dribbling down to fire up that late three to cover. They got it with Tyler Hero in game four. Probably get it in game five. What's the points on that? I didn't even look. Shit. Seven and a half. Heat are plus seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, well, shit. Hey, the, um, everyone out there, so you know, if the Lakers win, you'll see my slapdick whiskey and my slapdick cigar uh, in their mouths. So look for LeBron and Danny Green and all my boys to be repping the slapdick brand tonight. Um, so I hope the fuck that they win so I can get some ink. Uh, hey, BrandonLang.com, always a pleasure. Make sure you get your picks in. Go check his website out. Um, 
You wouldn't want to miss it. He's very fucking pissed off about the fucking Chicago Bears and the penalties and that Troy Aikman uh, didn't fucking uh, address it the right way. Jump on it all. But more, more than that, if any of you guys out there listening right now in the next 10 years run into Brian Hoyer, punch him right in the face as hard as you can, get my number from Coach here, I'll bail you out of jail, fly you to Vegas, put you up in a 19,000-foot square foot villa, hookers, anything else you want, just punch Brian Hoyer in the face for me. Like a fat girl in dodgeball, B-Lang is out. Coach, talk to you next week. Bye, brother. Peace. Brandon Lang, everybody. Um, great, great uh, analytics by that man. Um, go fucking listen to him, man. He knows what he's doing. Um, you better have film of you socking Brian Hoyer in the face, though, so Brandon can uh, see it. And, uh, hey, 19,000-square-foot villa in Vegas isn't a bad couple days. Um, hey, it is what it is. The COVID issues, man. Get Let me pay the bills real quick. Getting to uh, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. It's, it's bet weekend. You got the COVID NFL. You got the JV College. Make sure you get your bets in. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in the action at BetOnline. Hey, I bet online every weekend uh, during my coach's pool. Buddy, bu- buddies of mine have a pool here at the house. We bet on it. Um, there is some great payouts, man. So either whether you partner up with buddies or you do it yourself, man, there's parlay games out there that bet online has that you can really win some big coin. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is an always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. And get and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go check it out. Um, where do we go? Lakers heat tonight, man. I think the Lakers wrap it up. Like I said, uh, hopefully they do. They got my cigars and whiskey in the bubble, waiting to pop them. So uh, I appreciate Danny Green's shout out for showing me love. Um, and we'll hopefully we'll see LeBron and AD. And the rest of the Lakers uh, rocking it down Figueroa, uh, smoking a slap dick sooner than later. Um, so that's a big, big step for me and Slapdick brand. Uh, it'll be great to see. Um, so let me ask you guys this. I don't know what you guys think on YouTube or wherever else, but fucking the COVID issues in the NFL are, are what they are is what I've been saying they would be. I will be shocked if we get through Christmas still playing. I know they're chasing that bag and they're chasing that money. If you didn't, if you haven't heard, if you know who Darren Bates is, plays for the Tennessee Titans. I was on his podcast the other day on a Zoom call, and uh, we discussed it. He was pissed at me because I call NFL JV football. We we I told him I said, listen, this is why it's JV. Not disrespect to you, but this is what it is. He totally agreed. He laughed about it when I told him what you guys were really doing because of the 70 plus injuries that have crippled the NFL talent this year, because the players are nowhere in shape to play in a professional game. Now you're asking a Tennessee Titan team who's had COVID for fucking two and a half weeks, who haven't practiced, who haven't been in their facility to show up Sunday when is the that's the first time the NFL will allow the Titans back in the facility. They will come back Sunday and play Tuesday versus the fucking um, 
Who are they supposed to play? Fucking uh, Buffalo? And then turn around and play the Chiefs on a Thursday? Which are now they're saying they'll push it to Sunday? Come on, man. The NFL, you guys should be fucking ashamed. The players union needs to step up. You guys need to take a fucking timeout. Fuck it. Extend the season. But you're going to kill these dudes. Why is nobody else talking about this? This is equivalent to racing a NASCAR race. This isn't a contact sport. Football is not a contact sport. Quit thinking that. A lot of the average fans out there think football is a contact sport. Do you know what's a contact sport? Basketball. Football is what we call a collision sport. There's only two of them. Football and NASCAR. Those are the only two collision sports in the world. That's what they're defined as. We wear gear. Football players are running 20 miles an hour with 10 pounds of gear on and hitting each other in the face. It's called a collision sport. And, 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 and basketball is not even a fucking contact sport. Let's keep it honest. It's the goddamn softest fucking era of basketball ever to be played, right? That's why you cannot put LeBron James in the GOAT conversation with LeBron and, and with Jordan and Kobe, in my opinion. I do agree with Stephen A. on that regard. It is the softest era of basketball we've ever seen so i'm not gonna put anybody in this era in that regard and i don't give a fuck if you say it's you you, it's it's relevant or it's 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 equivalent to the generation you have to play in that era i agree with that part but it still doesn't take away that there's now zone defenses allowed when there wasn't there was big men in the game that actually played center and there was hard fouls that were common fouls. Now our fucking takes 20 minutes to review to see if it's a flagrant one or two. Which is really just a common fucking foul. So it's so soft, man. I'm tired of watching it. But I still am a Laker fan. Uh, I'm a fan of LeBron. I think he's a great player. I think he, for what he's done with the Lakers, to bring him to the title, is I think is under underappreciated. Um He's obviously great and makes other players great. So you, you can't really knock him. Um, I don't put him on Kobe's level. I don't put him on Jordan's level. I don't put him on Bird or Magic's level. But he is unbelievable. Um, great person as well, I think. Um, so not knocking him at all. Um, that's just my personal opinion. So I don't know. Um, I hope they win it, though, and bring it back to Fig. I don't know if the Lakers can have a fucking parade um based on what's happening with the protest and everything else is it going to be ugly there's a riot when when america is normal in la when we win something so and it looks like the dodgers are headed that way too who knows maybe the dodgers lakers can get together and have a fucking covid party uh somewhere in hollywood hills but anyway um i don't know you know Whitey Ford died, if you guys are any baseball fans out there. I always try to shout out people that made an impact on their specific sport. Whitey Ford, old Yankee, uh, he passed away. Um, Cowboy left tackle uh, Smith is done for the season. Just another uh, nut punch to the Dallas Cowboys. What's going on? What happened with Brady in the fourth down deal last night? I was dealing with my slapdick whiskey. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, who the fuck, what happened with Tom Brady in the fourth down deal? I, I, I don't know what happened there. Um, you cannot sit here and tell me that you've played football this long and he didn't know what down it was. 
because I don't think I've ever not known what down it was as a coach or a player. I believe he knew what down it was. I believe that's a scapegoat for him fucking up. People fuck up. I mean, goddamn, I think he deserves to fuck up. Um, you know, it's crazy how the media is so fucking knows it all, man. Jack all trades, master of none. Like I always say, keyboard cowards, boy. They fucking are great at every fucking thing. It's unbelievable. Um, the Jets, Tennessee, and the Pats. Who knows where they stand right now with this COVID shit? The Tennessee Titans, I don't know, man. You know, I, I just spoke to uh, Darren Bates on his show. Obviously, he plays for Tennessee. And, you know, the next, the very next day, there was two more positives, which would have been yesterday. Uh, or, excuse me, Wednesday. And he fucking was pissed, man. He, he, got, he, he tweeted, I want to fucking sock somebody. Hey, because he wants to play. He wants to play football. And I don't have no problem with him loving the sport that bad. Um, I want to see, that's a great thing. He wants to play football, but at the end of the day, people aren't handling their business, man. We don't know what he did, what these other guys have done. We don't know what Cam Newton's done. We don't know what fucking Gilmore's done. Uh, now the Jets player gets sent home. Um, so now the Jets game is in up for debate. We don't know, man, what's happening here. I just think it's going to trickle down. It's going to spread if that's what the really sh the shit is happening. Is that what is really going on? And I don't. I'd be surprised, man, if you got games past Christmas. I'm just telling you. Um, at least there's going to have to be a stoppage, in my opinion. Um, and I think it's a bad look on the NFL for not showing any contrite in any type of fucking. We need to slow down. We got to stop. Fuck it. Let's extend the season if we have to. Ba basketball waited four fucking months, five months. Come on, Roger Goodell. You got fucking human beings playing this sport dying for you. Like fucking 70 of them are fucking hurt. You going to re-up their contract? Fuck no, man. Players Union, step up. Richard Sherman, I know you want to do it. Former player, uh, Compton alum. I know he always has a voice and does a great job in that player's rep. Uh I know he's pissed. I know other buddies of mine are pissed. Travis Johnson, former player. Uh, I know people post shit all the time, man. It, it, and it, it's sickening, man. Because these motherfucking owners ain't going to give a fuck next year. So they don't care if you fucking hurt. You don't get to re-up your contract. But we're trying to have the Tennessee Titans play on a fucking Tuesday. After fucking. And then play again on a Thursday or a Sunday. After they haven't practiced in two weeks in the NFL? Holy shit, man. This is unbelievable. It's like, it's not Pop Warner youth. I don't know. It's unbelievable to me, man. I'm, 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 at, I'm at lost words that they're trying to get these games in, man. It's like, it's not basketball. It's not fucking baseball. Like, give me a break, man. These motherfuckers cannot handle it. And they haven't had OTAs or haven't had practice. I mean, come on. Uh, Foles owns Brady though Getting back to that I mean <laughs> this is crazy uh, I think Texas Oklahoma college football Is not as exciting for probably three reasons Number one it's game four They never play this early obviously No crowds um, The Red River rivalry um, Is not really what it is this year I believe that The players that have opted out Or hurt or etc um, I just think you're you got a, you got a game that's really meaningless. Um, 
And I think two teams will probably score 50 apiece, and you'll say further proof why they don't belong in a BCS playoff um, structured environment. They just don't belong in it. Please don't put any fucking teams from the Big 12 in it. Um, So Les Miles, KU's head coach, who's probably fucking, you know, 70, looks like fucking Joe Biden and Donald Trump. He just got uh, COVID. Um, so Kansas University, not only are they struggling to win a football game, he their head coach has COVID. I don't know if the players listened to it was a fucking guy anyway. Uh, just another recycled coach that gets a job because of who he is. He won it at LSU. You know, he's had a great career. He's well-revered in the, in the, in the profession. Doesn't mean he's right for these kids. That doesn't mean the coaches are right for these situations. That people keep recycling the same motherfuckers, man. It's really a slap in the kid's face. That's the problem. So people don't understand. People defend Les Miles. I'm not against Les Miles. What I'm saying is people are defending these coaches who get these jobs. Well, Les Miles, he won it. He's 70. These kids are fucking a total different animal now. You have to be different to coach them. You can't fucking be the same 70-year-old guy anymore. It's time for new blood, and it goes for every university AD out there that's hiring or president. Turn over some rocks and do some fucking research. Quit hiring the same guy from the program before it and who they didn't even fucking win, okay? So calm down, man. There's no, it's, it's unbelievable, um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I do. I do think the Lakers beat the Heat tonight. Um, hopefully, and rock my cigar. Like I said, um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, I think the Lakers will win it. It. You know, what is your guys' thoughts? I don't know. Does it deserve an asterisk? It does deserve an asterisk, in my opinion. I don't necessarily agree with Scottie Pippen, who thinks it's pickup basketball. But I do. I, I actually do. I believe the asterisk deserves an asterisk for the positive, yet rather than the negative. Actually, I think the the asterisk needs to be for one of the hardest championships ever to win. Because I don't give a fuck. I still say they're soft. I still say the NBA soft. All that shit. I say. The issue is for me. You're away from family members. You have no crowd. You're doing the things you do. Um, I don't feel sorry for them. They make millions of dollars. Not saying that, but I do believe it is a it is a tough situation. So I hope that um, the bubble gets a little more respect for than what it is by the Scottie Pippins of the world. I think it's harder um, to win a championship like this. You see the, the you see the fucking Clippers bowed out because they couldn't handle it. Pressure burst pipes. Everybody has an excuse. No. You couldn't handle the fucking bubble. That's why fucking Sweet Lemon Lou left fucking the bubble. That's why you had all these other fucking drama issues and Doc Rivers couldn't control him. That's why the motherfucker changed his name to Glenn Rivers because he can't ever have the name Doc in front of his name in Philly where Dr. J's from. He better change his fucking name to Glenn Rivers. Sounds like a fucking actor now, Glenn Rivers. We'll see. Um, hey, tell me this. If it's not a recyclable profession we're in, basketball coaching, football coaching, I don't give a fuck. How does Doc Rivers keep taking over jobs that got fucking superstars on them like crazy? 
When has he won besides a loaded Celtics team in a horrible Eastern Conference at the time? He had to get through LeBron one time. But what the fuck has he really done other than that season? I mean, he went to the finals twice, I understand. He loses in game seven. And bitches that are that that fucking hypocritical Kendrick Perkins didn't play in that game, who averaged one point two points a game and two and a half rebounds, but he was going to be the difference. I get it. People make little differences here and there. He wasn't going to win the game for them. Okay, sorry, sorry, but he's not. He wasn't. So quit trying to take away from. And it's crazy how a grown coach still uses that excuse today why they lost Game Seven to the Lakers and Kobe and Gasol. And it's unbelievable when he used to say that when he was the Clipper coach. Like, shut the fuck up, man. You're disrespecting Kobe. You lost. Um, by the way, Kobe won two titles after Shaq left and without a power fucking big three team. So I want to see, uh, even though I want to see LeBron win because of the, he's a Laker now, I wouldn't give a shit if he was somewhere else, but the Lakers are going to get their 17th chip tonight, tying the Boston Celtics. And if you just if you look at the Lakers rafters, it's got to be the most storied franchise in professional sports with the players that have played in the Lakers uh, uniform. I mean, from Wilt to Kareem to Magic Worthy, there's players that have played in the Laker uniform that are are super, super legit that will never get credit because of all the players that have played there like Shaq, Kobe, fucking Elgin Baylor, Jerry West. I mean, the list goes on and on. And you got guys like fucking Jamal Wilkes who won't even get any credit because of how fucking good that Lakers organization has been. So it's 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 hard, man. You got to understand it. Um, Lakers story for uh, storied franchise, man. Probably one of the most storied franchises, in my opinion. Them, the Yankees, um, you know, the Steelers, um, Cowboys, probably because of the championships they have won in, in their careers as a, as a franchise but and then you got the Dodgers so you know we got two of the t- top probably seven franchises in the world right here in LA and uh I think both teams are going to win a championship this year Dodgers are due they got fucked by Houston's cheating asses and then you got a uh I think it'll be the Dodgers Yankees man at least I haven't watched a game but I believe the Dodgers will play the Yankees um see what happens so, who knows? All the cardboard cutout fans, though, are fucking killing me. Um, get to YouTube real quick. How long do you think Bron stays with L.A.? Uh, he'll finish his career in L.A. No no question. Um, help your boy Jordan get premiere. Jordan, I'm not sure how to get premiere, man. I don't know how to do that shit. I, I fucking, I've been asking my publicist, man. I, I, I can't. I hate YouTube. I, I don't understand how to do that shit. Um, I think it's under memberships, though. Um, so, so I, I don't know, uh, how to do that. I'd have to look around, man. I think it's under memberships though. Um, you're not the first person to ask, trust me. Um, so I think it's high tier under memberships. Um, So I'm hoping you can find it under that. I don't know. Sorry about that, Jordan. Um, 
what's been my biggest takeaway from coaching is a question I'm taking. Uh, biggest takeaway from coaching? Um, biggest takeaway? Um, man, is helping kids. I love helping kids. That's all. Um, it's never been a takeaway, really. It's just what it is. That's what I do it for. So, um, you know, that's just kind of how I feel. Um, I'm there to help kids, man. That's what makes you sleep at night. Not winning, losing games. It's getting kids scholarships, getting them graduated, and making sure they don't fuck up in the community after they leave me and get their graduate, get their diploma. That's what it is about. So, um, so. So, you know, that's just what it is. Um, good question, though. Um, yeah, I don't know how to do it. Um, nah, nobody, no streaming platform. We did have a pitch for Netflix, uh, Brian Burkhart. We had a, we had a, we did pitch something, but COVID hit. So that's obviously slowed everything um, down. So we haven't, we haven't done anything else um, since then. And we're going to wait until, um, you know, COVID is obviously uh, done with, so we can figure it out. But there's some things in the works, but we're just going to see um, what happens. Jordan, I appreciate you. I, I, uh, I know you want to see me out coaching. I appreciate you. I do. Um, you know, I just think right now the time isn't right for me, and uh, especially during this COVID, man. I, I don't know if I could do the fucking mask deal, but, uh, but I definitely am going to uh, – Definitely, I'm sure it'll come back around, man. Sure, it'll be coming back around, you know what I mean? So, we'll see. They say college basketball is coming back. Uh, they say it's starting in November. So, we'll see. I mean, the NCAA approved it. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So, hopefully, uh, we'll see college basketball. I don't know. I'm a UCLA fan in basketball, so we'll see uh, how, how my Bruins can do. John Wooden, greatest coach of all time in any sport. So, um, we'll see. Shane says, click on your YouTube and go to memberships and upgrade membership. So, check it out. Do that. Um, how do you properly interview with volunteer youth league experience? Well, I don't know if you guys are watching. I've, I've made it public. Um, I'm going to make my I'm going to make my coaching um, 101 clinic on YouTube uh, public for a while to get some traction. And I think the first few episodes should be seen by everybody, especially all the coaches out there or CEOs of companies that want to be, um, so I'm going to make it public for a while and then it will be members only. So we can make sure you subscribe and become a member, a high tier member. But, uh, right now I've talked about interviewing on there. So if you go to the, think the second, the second clinic session, I, uh, how to interview, um, I think it's the same, man, no matter what, even if you have uh, youth experience. But I think it's all who you know at the end of the day. So if you've only been a youth coach, you got to get in with somebody at a high school that you know. And if you have players that the high school needs at your youth organization or in the eighth grade or what have you, that is your way in because recruiting is our lifeblood and we need kids. So make yourself attractable. Make yourself hireable. Um, 
So, well, you know, that's what I say. Be different. Everyone, it's average. It's easy to be average. Go be different. So, I don't know. Uh, my feel on Mick Cronin. I don't know. Mick Cronin's adopted some of my quotes. Um, actually, so um, believe it or not, in the locker room. So, it's, it's shout out to him and the Bruin basketball team, especially their assistant coach. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, um, Shane made a good point. He's like, he said, if his former head coach two hours away from me needed him and called him, and Shane said he would come help. That's just what it is. It's loyalty, but a little, it's also a little bit of older generation, too. I don't know if the young generation understands that, so that's why I think the head coach is so important um, in, a, in a kid's life, and I think you got to mold that kid, turn him into from a boy to a man, and you got to do it in a way where – you shock treat that kid. You got to do it in a hard way, too, because it's not going to be fucking sunshines and rainbows when he leaves you. It's going to be a cutthroat fucking real world out there that these kids need to understand. Nobody's going to give a fuck about them. So stop acting like it and kissing their asses, coaches out there. So go out there and fucking coach them and teach them the right way. And that might be hard, tough love. But coach them hard and love them harder. Okay, that's all you want to do. Um, Hip Hop Die with Biggie. What's up? Yeah, I uh, appreciate you, man. Yeah, I've been to Boston. Um, I was supposed to come out there and do a clinic, um, and then COVID hit. So I didn't get to make it. But, uh, yeah, I would love to come back there. I love Beantown. Um, I don't think college players should be compensated in this regard. Okay, my, my, my thoughts are different on this. Um, answer your question. I think the kids should be compensated per for their five years of scholarships. Not so I guess I'm answering you. Yes, I do think they should be compensated. Not for the likeness of their name though. I don't believe that suits them. I don't think you should be compensated for your jersey sales and your apparel. I think you should be compensated for the scholarship that you've been offered and for what you produce. And I believe you can fluctuate and use that scholarship in ways uh, serve at the pleasure of the head coach. And I think scholarships should be different, a division two model type where you can give a cat a half of a scholarship or full, what have you. Um, obviously, be, uh, you know, a half is still under the full division one scholarship. But what I mean is you can cut that down to where you can give someone else more and someone else less. So, but I think you should be paid for the five years or the 10 semesters that you're allowed under a, lo a LOI or a letter of intent. That's what I feel. Um, but I don't think the likeness thing sets well with me. Um, because, to be honest, how many fucking players are really going to get their jersey sold? Are you going to buy the left tackles fucking jersey? Are you going to buy the fucking backup tight ends jersey? So how are those guys going to make money? So... Unless I'm totally misscrewed here on this deal, you know, you're going to buy the head coach's jersey with his name on the back. You're going to buy the fucking quarterback's jersey, and you might buy a running back and a receiver's jersey. But how many other guys are going to really get rewarded? So pay them all flat rate, and you're fucking making billions off them. Stop fucking treating them. This, 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 ain't, this ain't slave labor, man. Start giving these motherfuckers what they deserve and then start demanding more from them when you pay them. It's a job now. And that's what it is anyway. College kids have been, they're on your campus in the facility 15 hours a day. 
So, I don't know. Uh, Adam, have any former players get in touch with me? Yeah, all the time. We talk all the time. They sent me pictures, da da da, da and uh, you know it's a good deal. Um, it's always good to see those guys succeeding. Like you know, Raheem Boyd played Jermaine Johnson two weeks ago, Georgia and Arkansas. Um, so you know, it is what it is. Um, so we'll see uh, how it works out. But um. We got other players too. I got players all over the place, so we'll see what happens. Um, so you know, um, I agree, Lance. Yep, uh, I haven't been able to watch a Kentucky game. I have a the left tackle there um, is from Indy. Played JUCO for me. Um, recruited him to Indy. Um, he's playing at, or he might be playing right tackle. I don't even know. I haven't been able to watch, but he's playing there. Um, so Jeremy Flax, check him out. He plays at Kentucky. Um, so we got players all over. Like I said, man, we got uh, we got guys all over the damn country playing. Um, especially a lot of them in the SEC. Um, so go check him out. But uh, yeah, he's playing. Uh, Jeremy's playing O tackle for them. He's a Detroit kid. Um, so you know. See what happens. I didn't watch last night's game, Lee. Um, like I said, I was doing my slapstick whiskey deal. We we had a bottle of about five hundred bottles of whiskey um, to ship out, so I didn't get a chance to watch the Bucks game. Um, so I don't know. Pac twelve. Who do I have winning? I don't really know. Don't care, man. I think Cal's going to be a surprise. Um, I think uh, Oregon is obviously probably the favorite. Um, I think Washington will be actually better. Um, you know, I think yes, SC will be better. I just don't think they're over the hump. I think this is the year that they probably make a move coaching-wise, um, even though because now they have the excuse of COVID and everything else. So um, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I, you know, there's, uh, to me, it's, it doesn't really matter, man. Um, I think they're irrelevant right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, you know, a coach's job is to get you where you could not get yourself. And so that doesn't mean the coach's job is not winning football games when you couldn't win yourself. That's not the definition. It's to get you where you could not get yourself. That means a degree, a college degree, a fucking whatever, high school diploma, a fucking job down the line. Get you to where you couldn't be by getting you out of a bad situation into a good one, teaching you how to be a good community member, how to teach coach. I mean, how to be fucking better with females, all those little things. That's what a coach's job is. Get you where you could not get yourself. So, um, that's what a that's what the real deal is. That's what makes me sleep at night. And if you want to say I was hard because I cussed at him, so fucking what. You probably never lived in their shoes or been in their household or came up like we did or anything else. Coddling these kids is not what they need. And just so you know, most of their single moms cuss them out worse than me. So it's all you haters out there who know nothing about me that come out there and start saying, oh, I know. It's like a fucking jack of all trades. It's unbelievable, man. Lanero, who was my biggest influence as a coach? Um, I don't know, man. I, I've had a few 
um, coach me up. I've had quite a few. I, it's hard to say one. Um, you know, I had a guy named Cornell Ward, Coach Ward at Compton College, uh, who you saw on Netflix, obviously talking about me in the beginning of a show. Um, you know, another guy uh, that coached me in Kansas. I've had a few guys uh, professional level in the arena league. Guys touch coaches in different ways, different ways, and, and influence them in different manners. And so it depends. You take things from everybody. And even bad people I've been around um, that I know now how not to do something and how not to coach a kid, I learn from. And that's why you have to be open-minded. I don't care if it's a coach or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. I believe you have to be open-minded and take the good with the bad and take the bad from places that were not good and learn how not to do something. And so that's the total coach, I, I believe. And I believe the leaders create more leaders, not more followers. And I believe you take those things and you massage them into your own and you create your own, um, your own deal. So see how it goes. So Michael Vega said he talked about Coach Knox. Coach Knox is a great dude, man, great human being. Um, I've known Kendrick Knox for a long, long time. I spoke to his guys at Cathedral back in, uh, shit, February, whatever it was. Um, Coach Knox does a great job, man. He's, he's, he's hard on the kids. He loves them and uh, does a great job. So me and Buddy don't really get along, man. We, uh, we, we, we've had it out in the recruiting world and, uh, you know, you hear things through recruits, and it just is what it is. So I don't have no ill will towards anyone, man. So I don't hold grudges, um, but it's not like a buddy of mine or nothing, no. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Hey, man, I got to hit the hay. I got to get out of here, uh, head to L.A., uh, dealing with some whiskey and uh, cigar stuff. And, uh, hey, I appreciate the support, man. Become a high-tier member. Tomorrow's coaching show will continue part three of what style of coach are you. And uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, 12 p.m. or 12 noon on the east, and uh, that'll be my third show of the week for the football or for the coaching 101. And uh, let me know what you guys think of the new song. I'm gonna let you guys hear it real quick for my coaching 101 show. Check it out. These things are are uh, hidden gems, and it's as cold as the dope game. I can tell you, people. Subscribe, become a member. I'm telling you, you're not going to get this anywhere else. You're watching Coaching 101 with Coach Jason Brown. Check it out. Hope you guys like the new cut. That's going to be the Coaching 101 song, man. So my boy Spree, shout out. Uh, make sure you understand. You guys ever out there needing beats, hit up Spreewell Inc. on his social media, who's on my show every Wednesday, uh, Jerry Spreewell. So he makes some cold tracks. Go check it out. And... Uh, Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, YouTubers, um, and I'll see you guys on, 
Um, whether you're in the show tomorrow or I'll see you guys back here Sunday or Monday morning. All right. Hey, man, appreciate you guys. Um, talk to you then. Be safe. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. This the last chance. Give me another guy. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man. I'm just telling you.